Hi everyone, and welcome back to Break the System. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan. Today, we're going to revisit a similar yet different topic today. I've talked about stress before, but today we'll be discussing burnout instead. At first glance and experience, they're really similar. You feel anxious, tired, almost disabled to a point where you can't just seem to focus right. Turns out, they're actually kind of different. For those of us in the high-intensity work environments, burnout is almost to be expected when it shouldn't be. So today, we'll be discussing what burnout actually is, why it happens, and how we can help ourselves from burning out, or if you are burnt out, some tips to help you recover. What exactly is burnout? It's defined to be a state of chronic stress. The term itself was first brought up by psychologist Herbert Freudenberger. He defined it as a loss of motivation, growing sense of emotional depletion, and cynicisms in volunteers in New York. The key difference from stress is that the cause of burnout is, in and of itself, a prolonged experience of stress. It's so prominent that it's considered a medical disorder. So what's happening in our brain when we start to burn out? Let's take a quick recap on when I talked about stress, since the core cause of burnout is stress. See if you can start to recall the various brain areas that I mentioned today. Recall that cortisol is our main stress hormone and controlled by the hypothalamic pituitary axis, or the HPA. This can cause our levels of adrenaline to rise, letting your body, and specifically your brain, to use more energy. Stress can help us to perform at a higher level, but as a double-edged sword, after a certain amount of stress, our body has to return our cortisol levels back to normal and this is when our performance takes a hit. When we're burnt out, our body doesn't get the chance to return our cortisol levels back to normal and it causes a condition called hypocortisolism. Essentially, our HPA is now burnt out and can't produce cortisol effectively to deal with stress. What does this do for our brain? First, let's take a moment to remember what it feels like to be stressed. For me, I feel tired, unmotivated, irritable, and the smallest thing going wrong in my day can make me feel irrationally angry. Studies have found that in the brains of burnt out individuals, the amygdala, which is our center of emotional control, is larger. This makes it harder for us to control our negative emotions. Another area in the brain, the anterior cingulate cortex, or the ACC, which is not the Air Canada Center, is related to modulating emotional distress. The connection between the amygdala and the ACC was also found to be weaker. If this isn't convincing enough, another study found that the areas involved in modulating or changing how we respond to stress, namely the amygdala, ACC, and the medial prefrontal cortex, had much more wear and tear. Essentially, burnout leaves a signature pattern of wear and tear in your brain and makes it harder for your brain to respond to stress well. It really does cause a burning out in your neuronal circuitry and is really well named for what it does. So before we jump into what burnout does to us and what we can do to combat burnout, let's recap. Burnout is caused by chronic stress and results in our HPA malfunctioning and leading to a state of hypocortisolism. The lack of cortisol makes it hard for us to deal with stress. Because of this, 
regions in our brain responsible for modulating how we respond to stress and emotion also get burnt out, making it even harder for us to respond to stress. Now what does this translate to in real life? Ultimately, burnout affects both your body and cognitive functioning, and not in a great way. A review performed by Greek scientists found that burnout is associated with cognitive defects with an emphasis on lapses in attention and impairment in memory. In terms of your body, it can make you more prone to heart disease and various illnesses. If you put this into the perspective of how it affects your performance in school, work, or just life in general, it's increasingly damning to think about. Not only are you hurting yourself by not being able to pay attention and focus and not remember things as well, you're also hurting yourself in the long term with hits to your health. How can we help ourselves not get burned out, and what can we do if we feel that we are? The first step of not being burned out is to monitor your stress levels. Not with some meter, but through self-reflection. You might have seen or heard a trend on this podcast so far. In the past few episodes, I've mentioned self-reflection in some way or another. This is because personally, I've found it really helpful in various ways. It's almost like a Swiss army knife, except it's for self-care and help. Self-reflection in this context is going to let you see how stressed you are and what stresses you out exactly. Identifying the root causes can help you pinpoint and address it. Next up is relaxing. A study done in stressed medical students found that after writing their medical examinations, which is probably the most important exam of their life, the effect of burnout were seen to decrease over a four-week period. With relaxing, this could mean a lot of things, depending on you. Personally, I like to sleep in, cook myself a nice meal, maybe grab some wine and watch my favorite show on Netflix. If I'm feeling adventurous or active, I'll hit up the gym or go on a walk to clear my mind. It seems that our generation has this grind, let's get this bread mindset built into us. It might make it hard for us to truly relax and take a day off. I have to stress this, it's so, so important that we make ourselves take that one day off in a week. It might even sound counterproductive to you. You might be behind in school or work, and you just need that one extra day or few hours or even an all-nighter to get it done. Truth be told, you actually might need it. If that extra day of work is necessary, take a day to relax. It's key to combat stress before you experience burnout. Since we know that burnout is a prolonged experience of stress, if we address stress as a root cause, then we don't even have to deal with burnout. Sleep is also key in helping you regulate those stress levels, and it helps your body and mind recover from what might have been a rough day or rough week. Keep in mind that these tips are to help you design your own system for success. I'm only putting tips onto the table that have worked for me and have some scientific basis behind them. So with all that in mind, let's recap on what we talked about today. We talked about how burnout is caused by chronic stress, leading to a malfunctioning of our HPA and hypocortisolism. The lack of cortisol makes it harder for our body and brain to deal with stress. 
Specifically in our brains, the regions responsible for modulating our stress and emotional response become worn down much more quickly, making it difficult for us to modulate our responses. Prolonged burnout can affect our bodily and cognitive functioning, leading to effects such as impaired memory and attention, and increased risk for illness. To help combat burnout, we should first take some time to self-reflect on what causes our stress. Then, we can try to find some time to relax and get a proper amount of sleep so our body and mind can recharge and be ready for the next day. All of these things together show us that burnout and to an extent stress is something that can become heavily debilitating in our daily lives, affecting not only our performance, but our health as well. So until next time, stay productive and stay curious. Side note, I'd highly encourage everyone who listens to read a couple articles and draw your own conclusions. It's extremely important and powerful, especially in science and in your own life, to question what you hear as advice and give it a double check. It'll also help you retain a lot more information than if you didn't. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Break the System. I've been your host, Ethan. We'll be back with more episodes of Break the System every Thursday. If you're interested in our other podcast series, make sure to check out the Canvas series, which airs every month. You can find both Break the System and the Canvas series on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and any of your favorite podcast hosting apps. If you found any of the tips helpful or just simply enjoyed the episode, you can leave us a review and recommend our podcast to friends or colleagues that might find it useful as well. It'll also make us more available to other people so that they can listen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.